Welcome to the first ever episode 170 of the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Hey, good to see you. How you doing? How how do you partner? Thank you. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. I just did uh, Red Dead Radio episode ooh, two. Jared Petty's new. That with the Reverend Jared Petty. Hey, we did do it with the Reverend oh Jared God, Petty. How was that? That was a lot of fun. It was I, great. That was a fun episode. Really good show. Time. Is the episode available now? It uh, is. Wow, that's right. Because, well, unless you're watching. if you're watching on the live stream, the kids are it's not. But if you're watching it on Friday, it is. So okay. That's the answer. Okay. Cool. Because Friday this show is available on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games every. Friday at 9 a.m. if you're a Patreon user. So or, it wouldn't be on YouTube, right? <laughs> it's still technically on YouTube. But, but not on Friday at 9 a.m. On Mondays at 9 a.m. If you're watching us on, on Friday or Monday, it's up. Kind of funny games. It's just a couple dollars. Get you a whole bunch of different things. I suggest that you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Look at the options. See which one is for you. One of the options, you can watch the show live. One of the options, you can watch the video whenever you want. Some of the other options, like you get to talk to Greg personally. Hi, it's me, Greg. It's going to be a good time for you. You should do all that. This is a kind of funny games cast each and every week right here. We get together. Talk about video games. All the things that we love about them. We have a good time. Jared Petty's here. Yes, he sir. does a whole bunch of stuff on his channel. YouTube.com slash hop, hop lip and a jump. jump. That's right. There's that show. There's Red Dead Radio. Yep. There's a whole pockets full of soup. There's all kinds of stuff over there. If you like Find video it games, it's a good time to be alive. It is a good time to be alive. And if you like people talking about video games, great time it's to be alive. It's a better time to be it alive. Is. Jesus, why? Like what? Satan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Kev. Is that a good time know. to be alive right now if you like Satan? <laughs> we'll have to ask Jeez. our Patreon producer, Tom Bach. Tom hey! Bach, shout out to you. Your question of the week. What's the deal with Satan right now? How's he doing? <laughs> How's all that going on? Uh, and thank what? you all uh, at the $20 or above level patrons right here. Your names will be there. $25 or above. <laughs> like I said, go to patreon.com slash games. Look at things. See what we got wrong, what you want to get right. It doesn't matter. There's a cost to everything. You know what I mean? There well, is a cost to price. everything. Everything has its price. How you guys doing? Uh, I tell you what, I think we're off to the races right here, off Tim. Off to the races, man. The internet's been in and out all day. Yeah. When you have things to do, it, it kind of fucks with your life. You know when, you I mean? can't, when you can't do those things? When you can't do those things. I like your shirt. Oh, thank you very much. I, I like it, too. It's a brand new shirt. Do you get the right. reference, Greg? Yeah, it's uh, if you're an audio listener, it's a little Winnie the Pooh. Is this a tea, not Teespring, uh, tea turtle? Uh, I think it's tea turtle. It's officially yeah. licensed. I know that. Uh, it's, a, it's a drawing of Winnie the Pooh, and under it says, no bothers given. That's because right. there's a current fun rap phrase going around around called no fucks given mm -hmm. and of course Winnie the Pooh doesn't say fuck he says bother oh bother He's like, oh, but bother. now when you hear oh bother you'll really understand he's saying oh fuck yeah try to imagine Winnie my the paws in the honey pot again oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I like or hate yeah <laughs> I like it I like it a lot you it works I know it yeah, does it does work I know it, the cowboy hat works you. I don't know about the glasses though do cowboys have glasses? See, this really works. Well, now can, I need to get like rugged. Now I need like the jean jacket yeah. with that puff collar. Not puff collar. You know what I mean? Like the the sheep's wool collar. Also, put them back on. Cowboys totally had glasses. Okay, good. Yeah, Did absolutely. They? Yeah, totally. Well, we just, well, I just watched Tombstone, which I discussed on Red Dead Radio, available now on YouTube.com slash Hop Lip Jump. Mm -hmm. Thank right? you. Uh, YouTube.com slash hop lip and a jump. Got, and a jump there. Yeah, okay. and a jump. Just yep. go to hop lip jump .com. Yep. And uh, yeah, there, Jason Priestley's character wears uh, glasses. So yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. American president then. Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. Mm -hmm. Real life Rough cowboy. rider. Rough totally rider. wore those glasses. You wore the glasses. Yep. Not a cowboy. Uh, you asked me, Tim, how I'm doing. I'm doing pretty yeah. goddamn good. How are you? I'm fantastic. 
I got a lot of things happening in my life right now when it comes to the video game world, and I'm pretty stoked about all of them. Next week, I won't be here with you clowns. I think you're not even here, right? I'm not here either. No, y'all so are stuck with me next, next week. Next week, I'm going away the entire week for E3 Judges Week, where I get to go see a whole bunch of E3 games early and get medical term, as we decided, embargoed out the ass. Yep. So I won't be able to talk about them for quite a while. Some Maybe sooner will. than you think, because I've already seen some, some of the embargo won't. pages. Yeah, yeah. And that's exciting. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be able to talk about that in my next Gamescast appearance, which won't be next week, because I'll be in L.A. doing all this stuff. Next week, yeah. uh, I am also going to be in Judges Week for bits and pieces. I, I was going to say, to be very clear, I am a judge. Yes. I am a chosen one. Tim is not. I'm not a chosen Tim's one. Tim's a hanger-on who's going to come suckle on my teat. So you that's are the law. Perspective. I am the law. You that are the law. A, okay. Oh, my God. I'm a lady. Good Lord. So what's going to happen next week on Gamescast is it's going to be Jared Petty alongside Kevin Coelho and Andy Cortez. And that's going to be a fun show. That's going to be a hell of a Gamescast. I going to have a good time with that. Jared's yeah. going to host the show. And the topic of the show, I have decided, is going to be Kevin and Andy's Game of the Years so far. Oh, oh that would be fun. I like that. Oh. All the games that they've played in 2018 Ooh, and having like that, that fun conversation there. So that's going to be a good episode for everybody. And then, yeah, the week after that will be the, the Judges Week. Uh, games what games. I can start talking about. about. You can talk about. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be good. Now, hold on one second. I'm what what I'm doing here is doing something, and I'm going to keep talking while I do it so that you understand that I'm doing something. Right. He's doing a thing. Now, here's where it gets interesting, everybody. Are you guys recording Thursday as usual? What, Thursday? Yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Kevin Coella, your life's about to get very interesting. Yesterday on the way out, I said, does anybody else want a state of decay code? For a state of decay too, because mm-hmm. I got my code in yesterday. Oh, yeah. Took care of myself, of uh-huh. course, first. You got one too, but I, I know you don't care too. about. It, yeah. Right? Don't care at all. Kevin, I'm, I'm going to give you the code next week on Thursday. The review. Oh, maybe I'm not supposed to say that. Theoretically, the <laughs> review embargo would be up. I don't know. I doubt they care. Uh, you can review it next Thursday. You can talk freely about it next Thursday. So you, I'm going to give you the code. You got a you got a job to do now. Place the state of decay too. A little Kevin Quella homework. Now maybe you on can your play- brand new TV. Oh! Oh! Why is, why is he shaking his head? No, he got that good, good. He got that. I haven't talked about it. Yet. Uh, He's got well, a new TV. No, you can talk about that. Kevin Coelho now has the beautiful LG OLED. Oh, beautiful. C eight. Wow. So that'll be fine. He can do it. No, I'm fine. This he he. We got a deal from a best friend out there. Wink. I won't say it because I don't want the person to be inundated with it. Right. And the original idea was I was going to buy it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want because like when the TVs are next to each other, my old plasma looks like garbage because I bought it for GTA Four. It's just been around forever. And I was like, all right, cool. But then Monster Hunter days ended. You know, we're not playing side by side Monster Hunter as much anymore in Gen Nine. It's true. Well, you know, I'm gonna go back to it though. We're gonna play more. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's, it's totally gonna happen. Kevin's fucking face. Kevin, I still want to play more with you. I still want to play more with you. Yeah, no, I do too, but like, we gotta let shit go. No, I don't want to let shit go. No, you don't let that go, because that's gonna get Uh, real difficult. So once I move the other TV back in there, and now occasionally it comes out for whatever random thing, it's just whatever. You're so funny, man. I know, don't get me wrong, I, I, the plasma, the other plasma needs to be retired. My other TV's fine, though. It's 65 inches, it's great. I'm I'm loving my 27-inch TV. That's fine. I'm not worried about it. Playing yeah. games on my tiny TV? But my God of War looks great on it. I don't need to worry about it. It looks yeah, good. You don't know. You don't even understand. You're right. That, that's $2,000 in my pocket. $3,000 no, in my not. pocket. It could be way less than that with these deals. It's way less than that. No. Yeah. Kevin, how much you spend for your TV? $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. $2,200. Oh, that was fifteen. That's not how math works. And, it, and you, should, you should blame the IRS if you want to know why I'm not just going to be buying TVs left and right, all right? Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah. Taxes suck and I hate them. Just pay them taxes. Yeah. I'm happy to be the first person ever to be on Kind of Funny to say taxes are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as I was saying, I am having quite a time lately. Mm -hmm. Because not only do I have State of Decay 2 now, great. 
Not only are we getting close to Detroit, not only are we going to E3 Judges Week next week and seeing a bunch of cra- crazy-ass games. Yeah. I got Garage. Yes, you do. I got Garage. Uh-huh. Now, if you remember, the Nindy's event at GDC, Garage was Greg Miller's breakout Nindy of the show mm-hmm. 2018 TM trademark. see what's happening here, Kev? Yep. Okay, thank you. Because uh, you, you, time codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garage, of course, we got to play it two seconds there. It's being put out by Tiny Build, of course. They put out uh, Mr. Shifty. Last oh, yeah. GDC, my other mm. breakout, Nindy of the year, whatever. Nindy of GDC 2018. That. It's good, and it got patched to be better. Because okay. the people, when I, was, when I was talking about how great Mr. Shifty was, uh, at, when it finally, well, coming out of GDC, the preview event, I was like, this game's awesome. And then it got there, and I was like, I've played a little bit of it, it's great. And then people were like, whoa, actually, the performance gets it's terrible bad. later on in the game. And I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. And then they patched that, so it's better. So great. great. Yeah, I haven't played it since the patch. Mm. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, it's but, Nightcrawler Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, Garage is enough. I mean, like, I'm talking, you know, again, I'm not trying to insult Nindies or independent games or anything like that, but, like, what I like on my Switch right now is it is the Vita 2, where it mm-hmm. has the promise of, well, I guess it's the promise of Vita 1, but it has, we have <laughs> big-ass AAA games you're excited about. We got Mario Tennis Aces coming up. We got Smash yeah. Brothers coming up. Yeah! But we also got all these little indies coming to it. And that's what Garage is. You know what I mean? Again, tiny build. Uh, you wake up in a garage, and guess what? As you start moving through the different levels of it, top down, again, kind of looks like Hotline Miami or Mr. Mm-hmm. Sh- Mr. Yeah. Shifty. Uh, you're going through incredibly dark environments, trying to pick up health, and there's zombies. And so, like, as I know from the preview I'll pl- I played at GDC, eventually, I'm gonna. it's twin stick, I got guns, the cops are there, they're fighting the zombies, but both are also fighting you. Like, ah. they, they don't want you to get out of this got for some that, reason. Got that half-life feel to it. Exactly. Just everybody yeah, everybody's you. against yeah. you. And so, it dropped today uh, as of recording on the eShop. I got a code late last night. So I am like literally we had a lovely dinner last night. Had some had a guest over and then they left. I went to the couch. I wanted to play this started it up and put it in uh, tablet mode or tabletop mode here as they call Ooh. it. You know where there's now going to be. I don't know if you saw a, charger a new charger. Maybe. Of course, no HDMI out in it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Started playing and then almost immediately started falling asleep, which sucks when you anticipate a game. Woke up early this morning, got here, played a little bit more, played a little bit more before this super early in the game. But so far, I can tell you it's delivering on what I want. I like the mood of it. I like the setting of it. I like the gameplay of it. Of Right now, I, j- I mean, again, to show you if you're playing at home or already have or will, I, j- I have the fire axe, right? I've had the fire axe for like two, three minutes or whatever. So I'm early on in this game. Load time's not great. Mm-hmm. I, and not, again, not bad. But like to the point of I'm noticing that this is taking a while to load, whereas it shouldn't. You think it's part of the experience? Like remember garage doors opening, how slow it mm. sometimes. Uh. Like, now you see what? If they would have done that as the thing, that would have been a great way to do it. That, that would have been a really that cool, fun way to do it. If you're listening, Tiny Build. Just add that time. garage door. Just put it in there. Just or is, it the, is the game out now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's not time. No. Well, you but again, it. you can patch, patch it. it. Patch it like you patch uh, Mr. Shifty. Yeah. You know how you got it going on there. I love the reaction they would get if instead of taking the time to reduce load time. Yeah. They spent the time they could spend engineering that, patching in a garage. Yeah, that's all they could. Yeah, right. Instead of optimizing, they just put that that in. Go over real well. But so the idea of the gameplay is again, yeah, top down. Yours, the dude in a hat. It looks like a Left 4 Dead hat, but it ain't. Uh, Walking around this garage. It's a horror influence thing. It is. Well, I mean, it's a horror game. Yeah, like not just like zombies and stuff. Like I feel like it goes beyond that. Like even if those are the the enemies, it's like it has a real Friday the Thirteenth movie tone to it. Yeah, I mean, like you you were listening to me play, right? Yeah, I'll just bring it. You can hear it there. Like, right? Can okay. you hear this, Kev? I can't. No. Hold on, I'm going to come down closer, Kev. Just pick it up. No, because then I can't. Well, I guess I could if Just I... Just lay down the, the mic. Kev. There's so many other options. <laughs> I'm doing your other option, Kev. All right. 
here, knock it. Well, there's a car. You didn't plan that. No. Well, I saw you do it. So. <laughs> right. I so I'm going up. down, you know, dark, creepy hallways. Here, as you can see, the lights playing into it. Yeah. Right there, that's something you just introduced. That's stuff that'll kill you in one second. So you can't go there. I need a key for this door. But I'm walking around. I got my axe. Swing the axe. Do that. But it's it's quiet. It's creepy. Yeah. And then you'll see the bad guys, right? And they'll come running at you. That's when. It, that's when. The, that's, that's when. It's when like a creepy gauntlet. Sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. There's a key over there. How do I get to it? Can I, can I roll over that? I like the there? aesthetic of the game, though. No, you can't. No, the, no. the elf is about go. to die. But I, I like the kind of... Uh, it, it's pixelated, but not in that retro, like, Super Nintendo NES way, but more in the, like, um, out-of-this-world Oh, I love that. Yeah, style, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know what that's even called. Like More of, like, a Pandemusk. Uh, like sure. Game Over yeah, Play yeah, yeah. Show mm-hmm. intro. Yeah. Whatever that style is. Like it's pixels, yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know how art works. So I don't know the word for that. It looks like Hotline Miami he's saying over there, but darker and scarier. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Yeah, very cool. And then I'm getting on the plane, obviously, to go to Judges Week, where yeah. I'll be playing this a lot, but then I got a whole bunch of other stuff to play. Yes, do. What do I have to play? Hold on. Play. What do you have to play? He just ran out. He I'm just went away. He's talking about Donkey Kong Country was, Tropical Freeze. Brum, 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 brum. It is oh, he just, just grabbed day. a laptop. Now, I've been stacking Switch codes Stack in switch. my notes. So I'm going to redeem them here while we talk about other games. So I get it all done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> talking about Switch. Multitasking. I just want to oh, bring a point up because I was sure. on uh, Games Daily when you guys talked about the little, the new... Yeah, yeah, dock that yeah, they yeah, have. Yeah, it's yeah. like a tabletop mode dock. So if you're yeah. not familiar with it, yeah, think about you know taking your switch into tabletop mode, right? Where you just have it sitting on your thing, Joy Cons in your hands, or your uh, uh, Pro Controller in your hands. And yeah. so now there's like another little stand you plug it into, put it down on, and it'll hold it for you while it charges it or powers mm-hmm. it. I guess. Yeah, but with no HDMI, so you can't. Which is the part of like, TV. come on, why wouldn't you? Just now put here's, the here's the thing. Here's my theory on all of this, and this kind of supports every time we talk about. Uh, what the next Nintendo Switch is going to look like in terms of revisions and in terms of uh, what will the, the XL version be or the Mini be or whatever it is. Are they going to make a portable only or a enhanced console only? Yeah, like, I'm listening. What are the options, right? I feel like this is a, a perfect example of what my theory is of Nintendo taking their first year and a half to really push this is a home console that you mm-hmm. can take with you on the go. Mm-hmm. We're slowly going to start to see them turn into this is a portable system that you can also play at home mm-hmm. and that's when they're going to phase out the 3ds eventually and that's when we're going to start seeing families buying multiple versions of the switch for the different kids that they have i mean obviously they're going to want to get to the point that they can sell it to sell it to children as many in the household as they can they've been pretty blatant about the desire that they'd like to do totally that. So, yeah. i just i think that the these type of devices are showing movement towards that direction because it's like now that this is like one of the first times that they're officially like this is not a home thing. This is a like this is not in, in front of your TV thing. This is a playing your Switch wherever you want in a different dedicated way. What I love about this is you have this theory, and I think it's a, it's there's a lot of logic to it. But being Nintendo, we're going to get to E3, and then suddenly on the live stream, there's just going to be an only TV version of Switch that you can't take anywhere at all. That, instead, I think like, that that's the next step. That's oh, really? I was, Dude, I was I joking. Honestly, I, I really think that they're gonna the Switch. Now that people have wrapped their head around it, it's a success. I think they're they're going to get fucking crazy with it. And I think that there's going to be a ton of different options that do not stick to the uh, switch, like the whole gimmick. You mean the whole mentality clicking of the switch. brand that the they built their entire logo both. around? And I am I can almost guarantee there will eventually be a version of the switch that is portable only. We've talked about a portable only, only version. I don't think we ever get one that doesn't have Joy Cons. I do. Yeah, I really I do. Can't wait. I can't years wait. from now, though, right? I don't. I mean, years from now, yes, being maybe one year. Oh, really? At earliest. 
But like, I think it's as soon as we need a time frame end on of twenty because I think there is some validity to what you're saying. By the way, I just happen to think it's going to go the other way. But like, eighteen months. I mean, what would you what would you want to bet? Because I, I I'm willing the to next eighteen months. Do you see a Joy-Conless Switch in the next eighteen months? Yes. Okay, wow. Really? On, let me do the math. I would say no from now. By the end of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's 18 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's holiday 2019. Okay. I'm gonna. It's take like 19 months. What are we gonna bet? What are we gonna bet? I don't know. Because I'll take that bet with you. Kevin, this is the perfect thing. Can I get out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being on the what devil's is, side. What is Stop with being with the devil, sir? What is with you and Satanism today? Cool, Greg or Kevin? Can I get a Can I get a dry erase marker? This is what we were talking about hanging this board in here that's for right. just such an occasion. That's right. That was on the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> talking. If you have pre-show, you saw that. So Keep going. Gonna, it, okay. it, it, He's just staring yeah, at something. Um, what are we? What are we going to bet here? We got uh, something. I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. I, I'm not very good at this part of it. Greg, yeah. you got any ideas? Should we bet? I mean, obviously there. Pizzas there's, are always great bets, but you, are you going to still be keto in 18 months? You think? Uh, in 18 months, I will probably not be ketosis anymore. Okay. I'll probably be in maintenance ketosis, okay. which means I can cheat a little. There you go. You can cheat on a pizza. Here's my thing. Sure. Pizza's fine. Here we go. But I'm up. What? A, Pink slips. Me and you, a one-on-one lunch at the Green Burrito. Wow, that's, yeah. a, that's a very specific one, it but okay. Why the green burrito? We had a conversation about it today at lunch, and it just we were like, like the, this is the Hardee's thing, right? Like, yeah, Hardee's fast food. Okay, yeah. sorry, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. So the green burrito, the green burrito. That's, okay, me and you, a one-on-one date. I thought it was the red burrito. Is it the green burrito? That, no, see, that's where we're we're from. That shows you and you have a Hardee's, right? Okay, right. Instead Hardee's, of Carl's yeah. Junior, you have Hardee's. Oh, they don't. No yep. kidding. Yeah, that I I've never paid enough attention to. But when we were in Missouri, Tim flipped out and took a photo of said it to Kevin. The party. He was mad. It's the green burrito out here. Yeah, green burrito here and red burrito back home. So funny. Fun fact: My wife has the Hardee's logo tattooed on her body. Uh, what? We talked about this before, did we? Yeah, absolutely. I forgot this for sure. Yeah, where we, is it? I, yeah, you made a pretty spectacular joke about it once, actually. Uh, it's oh, it's exactly where you'd expect a Carl's Jr. logo to be on someone's body. <laughs> Everybody, just walk away from it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell that story sometime. Oh my god, uh, that is, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Angie has a Carl's Jr. Anyways, uh, okay, yeah. Carl's Jr. lunch. Right. Yeah. I'm or right. not Carl's Jr. Excuse me. Green burrito lunch. Okay. So this is this is holiday 2019. By the by the end of 2019. Yes. Sold. And I, I'm going to be honest. I feel like that I am being aggressive on that. But I like to be aggressive when it comes to these bets. Because I do think that a, a March. See, even then, March 2020 sounds late. As, as the cheerleader said, be aggressive. B-E. Aggressive. That's right. Was it B-E aggressive? I was like B-B aggressive. The second one's B-E aggressive. And see, this screws my this screws my whole head cannon up yeah. because whenever BB-8 does something aggressive, I always hear BB aggressive when he yeah. does it. Like I hear that chant, and he's running across it. He's like zapping people with his little Talk zapper, works, or running into things. This messes up my whole life. What do you think, Greg? Right, smaller thing. All right. What? What? Why, why, already why are you judging me? This I know is this is why the, the chalkboard wall would have been a much better call than the fucking whiteboard. Oh, but because everybody wants to suck Nick Scarpino's dick, guess what? That's what's happening. What is it? It's, it's just paint on what a your wall on this, we Greg? don't use. I'm almost done. Shut up, part-timer. <laughs> Why right. would you want paint on a so, wall you don't use? So I put it over here. Tim, so a Joy-Conless switch by 123119. Mm-hmm. Tim, yes. Jared, no. Green burrito on the line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm with <laughs> I'm with Jared. I yeah. don't think you get a I don't think you get a Joy Conless switch in that time frame. Okay, I think it's way further out than this. I think they're still riding high on what this bitch is. By mm-hmm. the we probably need to define something here. Is that is that announced or on sale? 
Announced. Announced, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah any any that. official Which, confirmation? Honestly, I don't think that that's too big Yeah, of a I don't think that's there. Too, maybe very close. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be a month apart or something. Yeah. The, my my reasoning for this is I feel like once Pokemon's out and once Animal Crossing's out, they're going to want a portable version, like a cheaper portable version oh, I think in they as want many a, hands as possible. I think they want a cheap portable version of it out pretty quick, too. Um, although I wonder if they wouldn't use that as a second round Pokemon booster, too. And see, that that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of solid points, but... We'll see. Um, I for reasons think, oh, to sorry, play to Switch right now, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. All right. So how, how is this port? I'm really interested. It is fantastic as yeah. a port. I'm having a great time with it. I'm about 60 to 70% through the game. I yeah. beat it on Wii U back in 2013 uh, when it first came yeah. out. I've talked about this game for years. I love it. I think it's one of the most underrated games of last generation. Uh, there you go. Just redeemed it. Yeah. There you go. 80% of that game is fantastic. So Ooh. here's the thing. Uh, I, like I said, I'm about 70% through. Yeah. And there are far less minecart or oh, yeah. rocket barrel-y levels than I remember. Yep. Uh, they cut it. way back on it. But I think it's because I, I kind of lump Returns and Tropical Freeze because the level's design yeah. is fairly similar. Yeah, but uh, Tropical Freeze is a way better game in my opinion. Way better. And, yeah. and the reason it is is because every single level... Uh, has such unique gimmicks, and I don't mean necessarily in gameplay, mm -hmm. but in background and the story yes. that the level tells. Uh, as you go through the level design, some of the best I've ever seen in a platformer. Yep. And it's not necessarily just the challenge of the game. It's a very challenging game. Uh, but it always gives you exactly the tools that you need to get through the part that you're in. And Greg, we always talk about how at the end of a lot of games, like one of the worst things possible is the oh, final boss switch your fight. boss up switch it up here's some new some crap you've never done you've before never no. done before mm -hmm. yeah i feel like this game excels at having that done right in every level where every level introduces something that you mm -hmm. might only do there okay but it always makes sense contextually based on what that level teaches you to do as it as it goes that's like the mario 3 school level design yeah. exactly it yeah. actually wow it really does remind me of mario 3 yeah. in that way uh, but the difference being Mario 3, a lot of the levels, each world has its own visual mm -hmm. style, and, and so does Tropical Freeze. But I feel like even within the levels, like going through yep. a world of levels, where you start, world 2-1 and world 2-8 or whatever, yeah. are so different, but they're still in the same aesthetic, and it tells a story. Like as you're going through, I love that they, they, they take settings that you've seen a million times and just kind of flip. And I think it's even in the name, Tropical Freeze. Yeah. Where it's just like, let's... But I also love how little ice there is in this game. It's not like every level's an ice world. Right. There, There's an ice world. But besides that, like, I think it's World 4 is uh, Savannah, like the deserty looking thing. And instead of just going the generic way that you'd kind of expect that to, and like in ways that in video games and platformers you've seen. Flatten with big trees. That you've seen time and time again. This is like, okay, we're going to take kind of a Lion King aesthetic. Yeah. But instead of it just being like, oh, Lion King, Savannah, all that. It's like Lion King, the Broadway musical, yeah. where it's like there's like a level where you're going through a parade yeah. and they have like the giant like giraffe things from the Broadway and yep. you use that as the platforming. And I'm like, wow, that's so fucking cool. And it introduces gameplay elements that aren't in other levels, but it makes sense because as you're, you're seeing it and as you see the way that they're, they're moving, you're like, this makes sense. And I feel like that's what I love the most about this game is it makes sense and retro challenge themselves to make sure that every level had something new that didn't feel gimmicky and shitty. And the way Donkey Kong controls is way better than yep. any of the other games. Like him jump, anytime you jump into water yeah. and the animation of him diving, it's one of the few games where it's fun to control a 2D character in or any 
2D, 3D character in water. In water. There's so few games that works. Uh, Mario Odyssey does it well mm -hmm. uh, in 3D, and Tropical Freeze does it in the original in 2D. Tropical Freeze was, I, it was the first preview I ever wrote for IGN. And I went in so sad that I was covering a Donkey Kong Country game because I hadn't enjoyed them. <laughs> and I walked out going, this is amazing. I was like, this is fantastic. Completely changed my mind in the course of a couple of hours of playing it. I was just blown away by it. So I'm really happy to hear, and not surprised, but I'm very happy to hear the port has gone through. I give, my experience of playing Tropical Freeze is like this. Wow. 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 Like that, that is, that is, I hate, hate the bad stage is so bad but most of the game is beautiful does funky kong, funky kong solve the bad stages uh no not really okay like because the thing funky kong, is he funky funky kong solves a lot of other people's issues which is the hashtag get good uh type thing where it's like, it is a difficult game yeah. and I, i'm not even talking shit like there is a frustrating element to the donkey kong country series of each of the characters having their unique abilities and Everyone has the one character they want to use, and it's like, I don't want to use the other one. So it's sure. like, I don't want to use Cranky Kong. I want, and in this game, yeah. I prefer Dixie. Uh, but I remember, like, back in Donkey Kong Country 2, I prefer Diddy. It's yeah. like, there's just the character you want. And then when they die and you're stuck with Donkey Kong, you're like, fuck. <laughs> but, like, the game's based around that. And yeah. it's like, there's never too long that you go with, without another barrel being in the way. And if you lose the characters, it's your fault. Funky Kong kind of combines all their abilities. Okay. I feel like Funky Kong, I haven't been really playing with it because I, I like like how the game was originally designed. Sure. Um, but Funky Kong's great because it's not like Nintendo's done in the past where it's just like, oh, here's easy mode. You know, it's not just, oh, here's your, you died too many times in this Mario Land level. So you sure, get, here, like, yeah, here's whatever here's the bing, fuck. Bing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, like now you are essentially invincible and whatever. It's not. It's, there's still a game. There's still a challenge that you have to get through. It just kind Funky Kong kind of has all, it's like a best of character. Okay. Because yeah. I, it, you have Cranky's type attack and Dixie and Diddy and Donkey. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all their strengths, none of their weaknesses. Um, so if you want to play that, that the way that the game that way, go for it. That's totally cool. I really love the analysis that you made of this. Uh, I, I like the the comparison of each of the level breakdowns because I had not thought about it in that sense until you brought it up. But it is it, because of the power of the system and, and the art direction, which is superb, and we barely talked about. It is, and honestly, like there's there's cons that I have replaying this game. An issue I had the first time around was the boss the boss battles, while fun and very unique, go on way too long. Mm -hmm. There's not too many of them. Like, I think there's like eight total, but like some of them have like three or four stages. Mm -hmm. And it's just like if you die, which you're going to because they're hard, yeah. uh, you have to do it over and over. And like it hits a point where I'm like, I've spent about 20 minutes doing this one boss fight, and mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, like, yeah, me too. And it doesn't feel like Cuphead, where it's getting and you're you're ready to go and you can beat it within two minutes these boss fights can last up to five minutes mm -hmm. and so I, I don't love that aspect of it and the other thing that i was a little down by is the the art style overall i don't love oh. i remember loving it a lot more uh the decisions that they make and like i was saying earlier like the unique animations that they have and mm -hmm. how much thoughts put into the design is great but it kind of has a and i've been playing exclusively in handheld mode so and i think that's playing at, at 
either 720p or even sub 720. Mm-hmm. Like I think it might be like 640. Yeah, or something I thought like handheld that. was 720 normally, isn't that? Isn't that standard? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I, okay. I think I actually think the Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is might less. Be less. Okay. It's less than. Um, and it's noticeable to me. Ah. Uh, in a way that on handheld things like that usually aren't. Where I'm like, when I'm looking at my TV, I want it to be fucking great. On handheld, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's fine uh, with how big that screen is. Uh, but a lot of the assets, I'm like, mm, these look kind of rough. They ah. they it reminds me of like how Wii games looked compared to early PS3 and 360 games. Okay. Interesting. Where uh, like it's it's obvious that it's not where we're at now, especially when we see 2D platformers on. Like Rayman Origins, for example, has a beautiful art style, and I feel like that holds up better than this does. That's quite surprising, especially since so much of it in in the original seems stylized exactly to cover for that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I, I'm very surprised and intrigued by that. And I might be alone in it. I haven't seen anyone else say that, but uh, I there have been multiple levels I'm going through where I'm like, like, ooh, that grass looks rough. Mm. Like that's I wish it looked better. And it even though the art style is very cartoony, it still doesn't. Like pop in the way that like it's not like something like Wind Waker where Mm -hmm. it's like yeah no that does look timeless that does look good especially the HD version I still want to go back and play through it now after after you were describing each level as an individual thing and I'm remembering that about it now and and thinking about again Mario three a game that thematically was by worlds but even each individual level in the game if you think about like one desert level is just the sun trying to kill you Mm -hmm. another one's going to be entirely quicksand based another one is water in In a pyramid another one is a pyramid everything's a different bite sized challenge and I like games that do that. Uh, it's, I think Super Meat Boy won me over on that, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, so I want to go back and revisit this. And and with the replayability of it, I I love the way that the game's designed. This goes back to even Donkey Country Two, where there's a lot of collectibles in it, and there's the the spelling out the Kong, so the K O N G letters, and then there's puzzle pieces that are hidden, uh, and then there's just like coins and stuff you can buy stuff with that are more generic. But playing through the levels, I've been making an effort to not replay levels. But to explore thoroughly mm. every time I'm playing, to try to get everything my first time through. Mm, okay. um, but I'm like, I'm not going to go back. But I hope that one day when I'm on random flights, I'll be like, I'm going to pop in and get the things that I missed. And just the way that, again, going back to the level design, every hidden thing is put in a very specific place. And it's not just like, oh, fuck, we need, we need more puzzle pieces. Where should we put them? It's like there's whole sections of these levels designed that you would never get to unless you're really thinking outside the box, knowing that there's things to hunt down. Rad. Uh, and it, unlike Mario 3, where the levels are over in 20 seconds, yeah. like these levels are, are pretty lengthy, but they ne- none of them, besides the boss fights, feel too long. It always nice. feels like I'm spending the right amount of time with the gimmick, for lack of a better word, that we're in at that point. Um, and the music is so, so good. David Wise, one of the <laughs> greatest video game yeah. music composers of all time, and... It, there's a lot of it's kind of Tropical Freeze is essentially a best of Donkey Kong Country music wise updated for 2013. Uh, and, <laughs> but man, now it sounds so good and it's so great and it, it helps the whole thing feel as tight as it, it does overall. And I highly recommend everyone play it. And I haven't steered anyone wrong. Everybody that's like sat down and played through the thing, they're like, I fucking love this. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I have no interest in it. Yeah. And even when you talk about it, I just, I just feel like it's a. I don't know what about Donk. I just never connected with Donkey Kong at all on SNES. You know what I mean? And any of those, like, the, there's so much nostalgia for those games. There isn't. There isn't. And it reminds me of Sonic, but it's totally different than Sonic. Yeah. Because with Sonic, there's nostalgia, and like, yes, there's elements of the original Sonic's game, Sonic games that are really good. But like, some people would argue that Sonic Three is a like legitimately great game. 
even I can't go that far. Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm comparing it to all these other things, Donkey Kong Country Two is legitimately a great game. And as I, is Tropical. Freeze. I still owe you a replay on Donkey Kong Country. And it's so 2. good. Donkey Kong Country people have nostalgia for, but it's a flawed game. It has a lot of really great ideas. Donkey Kong Country Three. Let's not even talk about it. But uh, <laughs> and it's not that it's that worse. It's just. After Not two. worth in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Donkey Country One, I what you're talking about, I totally understand because like the hit detection was off. Yeah, the challenge wasn't necessary. The the folk you're you're playing as Donkey Kong the whole time, which is the least fun character to play as. Uh, to fix that with Diddy and Dixie. The fact that I'm forced to play anything as Diddy Kong makes me angry. He's great. I hate Diddy Kong. I hate his existence. Like I, he, he's he an is, affront to humanity. He is he is a poop stain on the underwear of the universe. Yeah, I he doesn't really wear pants. really ugh, it just. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I'm downloading it right now. I, I don't think you're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah but it's just like even when you're talking about that, as soon as you start talking about like five minute boss battles where you have to go to the beginning, I'm like, fuck that. Nope. That's yep. that's the kind of video gaming I don't miss. Yeah. But I'm glad it doesn't again, exist anymore. There's not too many okay. of those levels. I'll like, give it a shot. It's one per world. Yeah. Um. And like they so and they're they're few and far between. There's a lot of levels to get there. Um. But. And in terms of the minecarts and stuff, I personally love that shit. Yeah, I know. Minecarts I love and I think they're great because that is a trial and error type gameplay that I love and they're short enough that it's never like that horrible. And you love but you're too. stressed playing them. Yeah. The little rocket levels where it's essentially Flappy Bird. I'm a little bit more on your side, but even that I like I like that feeling of just yeah. like, oh my god, I just need to get 15 seconds farther, you know, and just keep going. And the game's so liberal with lives that Yeah, that there that is a nice bit. That it's it's the it's just frustration roadblocks. Most of my problem with those moments in Donkey Kong Country uh, or in Tropical Freeze, where they are reduced, as you point out, there's mm -hmm. a lot less of that. Every time I hit one of those, a lot less of that moments, I'm like, why is this here? Why is this keeping me from another great stage I want to play? And that's really the only part of it that makes me grumpy. Yeah. But I don't want to tell people not to go play this game because you have to get past some stuff. Uh, it's obviously a, a wonderful video game. But I do find myself going, I kind of feel like this is here because they thought people expected it. And this would just be a better game purely by omission. Just oh, cut the great. cut the rocket stuff out and keep the minecarts fine. Okay, 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 fine. But cut the rocket stuff out, and that's a way better game. Jared, what are you even playing? You know, I've been in a weird spot lately. Uh, we're going to talk new or old. So the, the, two, the two segments I got for you here, we got Wild Park Manager and your Vita Island Rock Block. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about that Wild Park Manager first. Okay. All right. So I uh, I play, I am not a cell phone game expert by a long shot, but I do spend a lot of time commuting and I really enjoy playing mobile games, especially pay one price and get the whole thing mobile games. One of my That's my jam. Oh, yeah. Right there. Not so big on the gems and the crystals and the rest of all that. Uh, I've talked in here about uh, a game that my friend Chloe Rad introduced me to, uh, Desert Golfing, which remains mm -hmm. an obsession. You guys still playing that? I, no, I never started. No? I play literally three times a day. Yeah. Wow. I'm so addicted. I told you, I told everybody <laughs> that I was done. Yeah. I'm not. Are you not? I'm not. And it's, it's so, it's an addiction. It's yeah. stupid because there's no point to it. Like, there's no timers. There's no like rewards or flashy things yeah. happening. It's just you just have an obstacle. Do do it. Oh, you, you cleared it. Here's another there, there, obstacle. Here's your reward. Blink. More. Just more. And I'm like, 
It's weird, Craig. It, you watched me play it for like four hours on the plane. <laughs> you played it for four hours I on the plane? I played it for so long. What hole are you on now? Oh, I don't know. Probably 200 or something. It's okay. not that. I've, there's been best friends out there tweeting me their pictures. I'm like, yeah. you're an insane person. But, that, but here's the thing is I feel like you are an insane person as well, and it's going to sneak up on you. It was when Jared on the show talked about, what, is a 1,000 or 10,000 or whatever? How many letter, levels? The, somewhere between 13, like 13 and 21, depending on the... On the and you're like, you're crazy. Right? And then I see you just at 200. I'm like, it's just going to slowly tick by on you. Yeah. Now that you're I, not I playing Peggle Blast or whatever. To delete it. Oh, it I love it. It's a great game. It's like two bucks and it is fun. I, I, I You look at it, what you said about it doesn't reward it. It's one score and I think that's what makes it compelling. Mm-hmm. It's an easily understandable mechanic that it builds on. It does a lot of smart design. It does get harder as you go. It does introduce new elements and challenges as you go. They aren't flashy or overt but those maps get harder. You have to learn to new skills, new bounces, new angles, new rolls. You learn how to stick a ball. Yeah, uh, That all becomes really important later on. Um, and you just keep going and you got that one score up top that you can never, ever, 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 ever reset. And just like, weird, if I'm going to... It's get- a weird game. It's a weirdly designed game that's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Okay. But this Wild Park Manager, what's special? A little more it? like something you might have seen before. Wild Park Manager is uh, a delightful new game from Kerosoft. Uh, you guys ever played the Kerosoft games? Uh, I think I'm looking it up on Kerosoft right now. K A I R O S O F T. Kerosoft. They make uh, their most famous game is probably Game, game Dev, Dev Story, Story which right. I played and loved. Okay, loved, loved, loved um, Game Dev Story. Okay, so they make a lot of games of that ilk that are they're kind of like turn based. Uh, is Sorry. what was that? Kevin, every once in a while, Kevin will like make eye contact with me when he needs to tell me something. Yeah, he just did that, and I looked at him, and he like waited a second, and he just flicked me off, and then just okay, is that what that was? <laughs> it's worse. Sorry about that. That's Jared. all right. Fucking nailed him. Ring it up. That's one there for a big cap dog. Yeehaw! <laughs> I'm a pure. It's think of, think of it really simply as a uh, turn-based Stardew Valley. Okay. Uh, for your See, that's what I'm watching right here. And like, cause yeah. I, I was like, okay, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, Kevin, can you bring up Wild Park Manager? Throw something up there for yeah. it. Uh, I was expecting it, yeah, to be more like Game Dev Story in no. terms of how it's working, but it looks yeah, way more evolved. It is. It's not. It's not any more difficult. Okay. Uh, it, it's just different. You're you're still la- you're laying out a land area. You're building a park. Yeah. Uh, you have a small budget. It does have a very nice little tutorial that takes you through okay. anything that might be challenging or complex for you. It teaches you the fundamentals of the game, but it's ultimately about resource management and creativity you're trying to build something beautiful and fun and sweet on a limited budget and trying to do it both you can do it as efficiently as you feel like if you're out to just build your little dream park build your little dream park if you're out to maximize the game and get the most guests and build the most efficient park possible play it that way it's got that sim city aspect to it sure where you can do whatever you want but it's mostly down to making these really cute little characters happy by making a park full of fluffy animals that come to visit you make the park a place that animals feel welcome and people feel welcome yeah. and more animals and people show up. Okay. Create better habitats, different kinds of habitats, new kinds of animals show up. New kinds of animals show up, people that like that kind of animal show up. Rinse, repeat. Yeah, grow, yeah, yeah. expand your options. And then like all Kerosoft games, there is ridiculous depth hidden under the surface. Okay. So if you want to become captain efficiency, you can do it. Okay. I love their games. Game Dev Story is fantastic. The little one they make about running a Japanese arcade. I love that. Mm. Dungeon. Um, oh, what? Shoot. Now I've forgotten the name. Um, uh, Dungeon Town. No, it's not Dungeon Town. Oh, crud. What's the Kurosawa Dungeon it. game? Thank Keep you talking about much. it. I'll forget. Um, they have one that I absolutely love 
where you're the mayor of a little town that's just outside the typical RPG dungeon. Dungeon Village. Dungeon Village. Thank you. I play a lot of Dungeon Village, and I couldn't remember the name of it for a second. That one's great. Um, you build the town outside every video game's dungeon. Okay. You're the mayor of the little town that they and where you have to have the item shop exactly and, this, and the inn and all the people visiting your town are are uh, PCs from role playing games. So they go into the dungeon, they come out, and what you have to do is make a town that keeps scaling up so they won't move on to the next town where they sure. get better goods. Sure. So you're, you're trying to hold them there and gotcha. keep their business. And there's a dungeon off, and monsters wander out of the dungeon every now and then. And you're like, no, no, this is town. You can't be here. <laughs> it's so great. I love it. But um, this uh, Wild Park is really a lot of fun. It also reminds me... I. Jared goes to Japan. Um, uh, it reminds me a little of Ueno Park, which is one of my favorite places in Japan. Which oh, is this okay. Beautiful collection of museums and a zoo and gorgeous trees right next to Akihabara in Tokyo. Sure. Um, uh, if you've never been to the Tokyo National Museum in Ueno Park, next time you go to Japan, absolutely, absolutely go there. Okay. But this is, uh, it's pretty spectacular. It's five bucks. You get the whole game, you know, jump in. It's a great, very, very replayable uh, time waster because every time you 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 build a park, you discover techniques that will make you better at building your next park if you use them from the beginning. Mm. Which means you go back and you start over and you oh, but then you learn stuff again. So you just keep the doing. Cycle it. man, they got you hooked. Stardew Valley. Type what stuff. was the Japanese? Uh, you're talking about the one they made where you're doing the are you running an arcade? I, I didn't say the name of it because I forget the name. Okay. of it. Uh, I have all these on my phone and now I'm forgetting the name. Pocket uh, arcade story. Pocket arcade story. Yep. And that's uh, that's one where you're that actually running a Japanese arcade. Because I was super upset with game dev story for a while where it was like and that was making the rounds at IGN but it was when I was writing Bart so that's how long ago it was where I just played it in the entire ride it's still available it's still great uh, yeah. it's it's the most simple maybe of all of them but okay. there's a certain appeal to that like game dev story you can certainly once you learn to game the system and get the the best workers to yeah, sneak yeah, in, yeah, yeah you know once you got the dude in the suit or the bear suit walking in and all that weird stuff you can yeah, do some, yeah. some great stuff but it it's that plus a sim city element Okay. Um, and I, I still recommend Game Dev Story to people. But yeah, this is their newest game. It just came out, and I love it. Awesome. Uh, Tim, do you have any any does this your thing at all? I do not like sim games okay. like that. Uh, game Dev Story looked interesting because the subject matter. But mm -hmm. I remember watching some YouTube videos of it. And I'm just like, I just I can't wrap my head around that that type of stuff. Like the closest thing to that that I like is Fire Emblem, and like that's just more that's totally a different genre. But the strategy, tactical, like. Take yeah. your time and like look like read up on people and match them up and squad the like you know read all the the, the extra messages hidden, hidden, hidden spreadsheets hidden <laughs> spreadsheets exactly yeah, yeah. yeah it's like that's as close to that as I want to get otherwise yeah. mm, there's a lot of that in this uh, frankly uh, you're not going to have a lot of real time concerns and and I know that's going to turn some people off. Kurosoft makes both kinds of games. They make, they make the you know incremental payment type games and they make flat payment games. I really like to encourage people to go for flat payment model games so people will keep making them. It's not going to be for everyone, but if you think you might be interested, it's five bucks. Give it a shot. Cool. And uh, that's my take on that. And your next thing, we got the Vita Island Rock Block. Why You're, you're back on the island. Why? I'm back. Well, I never left the island. Okay. Got to be clear. I, yeah. I never left the island. You don't leave Vita Island. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Vita Island leaves you. <laughs> <laughs> Just what it's felt like lately. Um, but, but that being said, um, so I work on this little show, Hot Blip and a Jump. You might have heard of it. Yeah, I heard of it. And uh, that requires a lot of Thank video you, capture. I, I capture a lot of footage from games, which meant growing out and grabbing one of them newfangled PSTVs. Mm, 
No, they're that? so newfangled. They, they are. Man. They are the hotness. They're the hot, flying off that the That PlayStation TV. That they PlayStation sold Vita a lot TV. of those. Yeah. They sure did. But well, what the PlayStation TV is, if you didn't grab one, uh, like most everyone, is a uh, it's a little Vita that you plug into your television that uses a DualShock. That's really all it is. It has the Vita memory card slot. Is the Vita? I mean, it's just, it is a tiny TV. Vita. Just in the Vita. Yeah. And it allows you to play PSN and Vita games uh, just plugged right into your TV. It's great for capture. Uh, it's fantastic for that's how, Yeah, if we want everyone to stream Vita games or capture Vita games, that's what you had to use. So that's what I use. And because I've been working on videos lately with that, it has incentivized me to, yes, I'm capturing f- some footage. And, oh, my gosh, I just played four hours of Sheeran. And that's been the effect. It's reintroduced me to some spectacular video games. Uh, for example, uh, Spelunky, which I never completely stopped playing, but which I tried, actively try to keep out of my life because it's too good. Yeah. And I'll just never play anything else. You guys Spelunky players? I've, I've tinkered. I've, it just never clicked for me like it did for Goldfarb, who was yeah. obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. I never gave it a shot. I have a feeling I would get addicted to it. And it, maybe I should do that instead of Desert Golf. It's so good. Yeah. It's and the Vita version is spectacular. Mm, like it is a mm. game that is made as a handheld. That game is made to play on Vita, but it's mm. also great, great, great on on the TV playing it there. The Xbox version is great. That's where where I actually originally I think for me that was PC game. Um, and uh, the cool book by the way by Derek Yu, the developer of that game about that whole process. One of the best boss fight books in my opinion. I oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Really get a chance to read that. Greg, did it just didn't grab you or yeah, just didn't grab me. I don't. It's similar when we talk about these kind of games, right? Where Rogue Legacy checked all the boxes for me. I'm yeah. just like, I felt like even when I died, I was progressing and making it, you know what I mean? I was doing something to make my next play session that much better. Yeah. And so Spelunky didn't give me that same vibe. Yeah. And so it just, I, I just, it never worked for me. That's interesting because Spelunky does kind of actively make you better as you go. I know. I, 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 I get it. It's just for some reason, something about it didn't, didn't click, click the way that. Rogue did. So I just stuck with Rogue. I love both games. Yeah. I mean, they're both spectacular in their, their own right. Spelunky's so darn precision like spelunky has a lot of that mario dna a lot of that super meat boy dna where the difference between a pixel often defines success or failure uh and i really love that about it but i've been rediscovering my love of that um and then sheeran and sheeran games which i actively sometimes feel like i have to avoid or i will simply never play anything else and here i am Sheeran the Wonder is a series of games that was introduced to the United States on the Nintendo DS. Mm. Um, and since that time, there's also been a release on Wii and then the release on Vita. I was introduced to the Vita Sheeran a couple of years ago at E3. And it is probably the best of the lot. Uh, not necessarily my favorite, but probably the best, especially for new players. It's a little easier than the mm. other Sheeran games. Gives you more options. Do you know anything about Sheeran the Wonder, either you? Ginger. Mm-hmm. You were talking uh, to me about it beforehand. You. Huh? huh? The ginger guy? No, no. She- no. Sheeran, no. He's not a ginger guy. Mm. No, no. He's a... Sheeran's this cute little dude that has a cute little pet animal. And Sheeran is a roguelike, but not in the rogue legacy or Spelunky way. Uh, Sheeran is an honest-to-God, old-school, top-down roguelike. Instead of having weird, obscure graphics and commands that don't make sense, though, it has gorgeous, beautiful, cartoony pixel art graphics that just burst with color and personality. Mm. Some of the most delightful and interesting monsters that I've encountered in video games, all of which have unique powers that become crazy relevant. Um, A very simple surface presentation. And then again, that, that marvelous depth of systems underneath where you think you understand that you're getting better at this game, but Every time you play, 
you're discovering something new, unlocking new mechanics, discovering new secrets, huh. discovering that that levels that you thought you completely understood, you don't understand. You're yeah. like, wait, this is all we, what, what? that's the, what? That's they, been the, underneath the surface the entire time? Yes. And yeah, it's yeah. like, ah! You know, and, and that happens constantly. It is a roguelike. Uh, even in the Vita version, which is what I was playing uh, recently, it's still hard. Um, when you die in a roguelike, you lose all your stuff. Mm-hmm. In Sheeran, there are two ways that they are more forgiving in that. First, you may lose all your stuff and all your levels, but the people in the world that you talk with or the things that you do in the world sometimes last, and those move to your benefit. So if you help somebody, next time you play through the game after you die, maybe that person helps you. Uh, or something changes a little, because even though the levels are randomly generated, there are certain constants between them based on your actions. Mm, and so that's interesting. You're influencing. Yeah, it'd be like if you're playing Spelunky, but like you help some dude out, and then five times later when you play it, that guy's there, and he's like, "No, I remember you. I got to yeah, yeah, help yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, there's that. Second, there are effectively banks um, where you can drop off. You go. You go for a while, and you can drop off your stuff. You know, like you can't drop all your stuff off. You can be like, "Man, I got this sword, and I got it powered up, and I'm making a run to the end of the game." And you're like, you got this great sword. And you're like, warehouse is here. I've gone like eight levels. Okay, I've reached a warehouse. Do I leave my awesome sword behind? Knowing that it'll be safe and it'll be here for me next time I come. And I can forge it up at the blacksmiths in this town and get a little better because there's a blacksmith here. And I can, or do I go ahead and try to make it to the next checkpoint? If I, knowing that if I die on my way to the checkpoint, I lose it forever. Mm. But if I get to that next checkpoint with it, maybe there's something better there. Yeah. And reward, man. constantly, every step feels like that. This is a game where you may walk, walk thousands of steps on any life, and every one of them feels like you're doing a tiny version of that. Hmm. It is rad. Okay. Nothing so else like what it. What was it called again? Sharon? Sharon the Wanderer. That's a Ed series. Sheeran. Yeah, S-H-I-R-E-N. Sharon the Wanderer. Yeah. And... Uh, the DS version is still my favorite, I think. Um, there's even like old original Game Boy had a version in Japan that I've played. It's a lot of fun. And, but uh, the Vita one is a great intro to the series. Um, mechanically complex, absolutely brilliant, and a little more forgiving. I'm surprised I missed it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a Xseed put it out here. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, take a look at it. Before we move on to the ad read, is there, was there any other Vita games you were playing? Those two, and then I spent some time fooling around with uh, with some old minis. Um, Hell yeah, minis! Yeah, yeah, I was fooling around. So I, I ended up playing SNK's uh, port of POW, the arcade brawler, which is I remember for two reasons. One, it's one of the hardest arcade brawlers I've ever played, like mm-hmm. Double Dragon style. Just play this in the arcade, and I guess SNK just figured they they took this weird perspective where like if a dude stabs you with a knife, you'll die. They're like, wait, if I were a real man and a guy walked up to me with a knife, I'd probably lose all my life and die. Or if I got shot by a gun, I would just die. And yeah. this guy punched me, and he punched me like four times really hard. I'd, I'd probably die. die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, so imagine Double Dragon, where instead of being like, uh, 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 it's just like a dude's like, buh, buh, and half your life's gone. Yeah. That's yeah. POW. Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, when you're, when you're, the nice bit is it's kind of the other way around. You can do that to them, too. Mm. So you pick up the machine gun. Which has bullets, which is like there's limited ammo and, and stuff like that. And you line three dudes up, and, you just, and they're all just dead. And so it's this weird. And the second is the music, which is this 
It's in your head. It's so good. So yeah, I played some of that. And too. then the other game was. Let's see what this. What I had. You said there was minis. There was two that minis. was one of the minis. Uh, no, that that those are the only ones I was playing okay. this week. Well, there you go. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by Movement Watches. You hey. guys saw about Movement Watches forever. They also sell sunglasses. Gia loves the sunglasses. Right? I do too. Movement. Oh, you do? are those? No, those are just no these are my glasses. But when I go out to the picnic or whatever, and I know it's or I ride my bike down to the fish hook or whatever, I, I'm wearing the I'm wearing my sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, are you wearing your watch right now? Yeah. Show the people. Again, are you ever late, Kevin? No. Why? There you go. He's pointing his movie watch. He knows what's up. Uh, there's a whole bunch of classic designs, a whole bunch of different colors on the faces and the, the, the like all the other aspects of the watch. <laughs> they started just ninety five. All the other aspects of the know, watch. The hands, the hands. That's what I was looking for. At a department store, you're looking at four hundred to five hundred dollars for some watches. But Movement figured out that by selling online, they're able to cut out the middleman and retail market, providing the best possible price. Classic design, quality construction, styled minimalism. Uh, a whole bunch of cool different collections out there, and you can if you want to stay fitted. You know what I mean? You can get a couple different ones of these watches, wear different ones, color coordinating with your outfit. I don't Ooh. know why anyone would want to do that. But if you did, it'd be real good. Maybe I should get a yellow one right now. You Black should. Yellow. Check out okay. uh, your Instagram, your Bumblebee. Twitter. Hashtag Bumblebee. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to nvmt.com slash kinda. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection by going to nvmt.com slash kinda. Greg. Join the movement. Thank you. Thank you. God, I love it. So now for the topic of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the last couple months, I guess two months ago, we did a topic that was crazy E3 predictions. Crazy! And then we we didn't get through all of them. So we're going to do it again. So a couple weeks (gasps) later, we did it again. Guess what? We didn't get through them then. And I asked you, do you want more of these? And a resounding amount of people in the comments and on Twitter were telling me, we want more. This is fun. Y'all crazy. They want the hype. There's, a lot of, there's hype. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. And I was like, is three times too much for this? No. No. Of course not. Okay. okay. Now, my big question is, I've seen a, a, you know, a growing movement on the subreddit and the YouTube comments. Are we doing our E3 predictions, period? Because right now we're yes. going through crazy predictions, mm-hmm. but we all, you know, there's a time-honored tradition of going through, making your predictions, doing, keeping Bets track, stuff. Yeah. point stuff, M-Dog, all that jazz. We're doing that this year. 100%. All right. All right, cool. It's on the calendar. There is a date for it. It is the... It'll be the games cast the, that posts publicly for everyone the Monday... Before, before the week of the E3. Week of E3. Okay. Okay. So so it's like before the conferences and all that, it'll be available. So I gotta get prep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah you need to come up with yeah for every one of the con- for it'll be for you need to come up with what is it? We do three with then two reserves in case you double up or is it five total? Five with two reserves right. that goes uh, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Then you do a third party category as well. Oh mm-hmm. wow! It's gonna be fun. Beautiful. It's gonna be fun. But before we do that, we're gonna keep going down this reset era list. Of a bunch of different crazy ass E3 predictions. Monday the right. fourth will be when it posts our Gamescast E3 prediction. Yeah, Monday, June fourth. Let's start here. Egaman says Phil Spencer shows up in the Nintendo Digital event. Another version of this says Argo. We get a Smash character reveal at the Microsoft conference. <laughs> How about How awesome would it be? Phil Spencer. <laughs> Is the Smash this character, character revealed at the Microsoft awesome. Um I feel like there is more of a chance of Phil Spencer showing up in the Nintendo thing than 
them doing a Smash reveal at Microsoft. Although Microsoft might be like, hey, we're trying to be ballers here and we want to get some goodwill from the people. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because uh, if they announce Banjo, that'd be a good place. All I can see is Phil Spencer fighting Mario. I just it, want to do this so bad well, now. in Smash Wii U, they could do that with the Miis. They could do that with the Miis. Remember, oh, do you remember that trailer? I do. Yeah. Yeah, with Reggie and Anuma. They did That's that right. They did do that. Fucking. What? I- Iwata? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. I just had the most massive brain fart. No, it happens. But that was a that was an awesome trailer. Do you think, though, there's any chance of, for Smash, there being some kind of Iwata nod? I think that the closest we will get is just the Miis. Okay. That, that you can make. I don't. I, I feel like the there is better an ongoing like demand for people like Reggie to be ca- or Miyamoto to be characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I just don't see them ever actually going through with that. Yeah, it would be very at odds with their their company philosophy of everybody's a part of this. Sure. I mean, think about the Mario Odyssey credits. I mean, yes, they have faces in Reggie and they had faces in Iwata, um, but. The credits list in alphabetical order the people who worked on the game. Yeah. Miyamoto was just in the middle of the list. Yeah. Along with the, the you know the people who did the art, and the, I don't see them drawing that much individual attention to somebody inside their company. What do you guys think the likelihood of a Phil Spencer appearance? Either way, or uh, Phil <laughs> Phil Spencer in Nintendo or Nintendo at. Uh, I think Microsoft, I mean which if it was I feel Phil Spencer would be involved with. <sighs> Spencer Watch 2018. It's not completely crazy. Mm-hmm. I could see it either way. I think the more likely way to do it would be Minecraft, where it would be them talking about crossplay there and having them come over. And I get that there would be a Nintendo representative showing up over at Xbox. Yes. Didn't they just announce that today? Yeah. They, well, they announced, they finally put dates on it. We dates, know it's been yeah. coming or stuff. Yeah, now like, they're finally talking about it. A, yeah. We got, a, pre- we got a giant press release right before that it's yeah. getting a physical release and all that. Yes. I want to be a creeper in, 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 in Smash, Smash Brothers. Now. And see, that's the thing is like, how do you, what if you, even if it was, yeah, Phil Spencer came out to talk about them bringing a Minecraft uh, level. You know what I mean? A Minecraft stage to fight in. That yeah. could happen. That could be realistic. Yeah. But and, know, and I think after, especially after Ubisoft, right? Where it was Miyamoto coming out and Eve's being there. Like, this is fucking awesome. Anything yeah, could happen. And yeah. like you're saying, generation. Xbox is hungry. Uh, mm-hmm. Switch mm-hmm. is killing it. I do feel there's some way, especially they're working closer than ever together. There's a way for something to happen there. I just don't know what that looks like. But yeah, it'd be fucking amazing if at either one of them but i think honestly it'd be way better at microsoft because totally. the live audience <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 that'd be that'd be a moment we talk a lot about smash and a lot of questions about smash because there's a lot of hype around it and a lot of like crazy things could happen since it's a crossover smash it up uh something we talk about a lot is the fact that the previous precedents for um third party characters has been they're all japanese mm-hmm. character like game like, they come from japanese games and knowing Sakurai and his history, it is unlikely that he'll cross over into the, the Western side of things. But I mean, hey, there used to not be third parties, and now there yeah, is. Yeah, so. I've never bought as much into that. Like, uh, Sakurai it made that happen, and I feel like Sakurai just likes video games. If Sakurai falls in love with something, there's a possibility it makes a crossover. And then anything I think is going to be artistically integral, lots of fun. And it's going to make them money. If it checks those three boxes, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to care if it's Japanese or not. Luckily, I think a lot of cool ideas will do those three things. Uh, Kill a Cam. Shout out to that name. It's a fun name. Deep Down will be there. Deep Down. When's the last time we heard Earlier this Deep week, Down. Capcom 
Yeah. There's nothing about them saying there's going to be two, two major two games. Major yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think Deep Down will be one of them. I, I definitely don't, I think, don't deep think Deep Down, down is the one of the there. big ones they're talking about. It's there right next to Phantom Dust. I feel like the last time we saw that, it was TGS 2014. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. I mean, it would be time if it were ever going to happen. Wouldn't yeah. It? Be rad. I, I don't think it's going to be there. I mean, it's a fun theory. I like it. Um, if it happens, I'll be pleased. I don't mm-hmm. think it's, I think this is one of those like 5% likely things, but yeah. I, I want it to happen. Sounds great. In er, this is Wikipedia. In early 2015, uh, Shugira stated in an interview with 4Gamer that the vision for the game had expanded since its initial 2013 reveal to better appeal in the long term to players, and so the development timescale had been extended. Oh, well, well, then three years later. Well, that'd be about right. I mean, that's that's really the minimum you can do and make make something at that scale. You need the three years to pull it off. V Denter says Retro Studios is working on a sequel to Eternal Darkness. I would die. I would fall over dead on the ground from happiness, and then I would rise from the dead when the game hit shelves to play it. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything in the world that would make me happier than a Retro Studios Eternal Darkness. I think that the game has a lot of hardcore love that probably means it doesn't have the the scope for retro like i i they're gonna want retro to work on something that's gonna sell more copies than eternal darkness my thing is i feel like what eternal darkness is and was isn't relevant that's what i mean but but doesn't matter to this conversation i feel like a retro made eternal darkness if they just marketed it as it's a horror game it's a first party horror game i feel like it could take off in a way that the other one didn't in the mainstream, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. Uh, it's uh, trying to sell a AAA horror game much easier this year for a company than last year internally. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to make the argument before Resident Evil, before the other things that have happened. Evil Within Two. Yeah, exactly. But now you can make that argument internally. No, no, people buy these. Yeah, I don't think that it's likely. I do think that there's a possibility. I I still believe that Retro's working on two games. Okay. Do we learn about them both at E3 this year? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Like just mm. knowing Nintendo, they like to. I, I, I'm going to be surprised if we see anything that is not a 2018 Switch game at the Nintendo Direct at E3. And they've, based on what they've said about the event, I've been wrong before because yeah. they, they were very clear about it's only going to be 2018 and Metro Prime was announced last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be very surprised if we see Metroid Prime 4 at E3. Um, and from there, with Retro, I think that there'd be one game that would be coming. When you say very surprised, you mean see it in a playable fashion or see a trailer or anything? Anything. Oh, I bet you get a teaser trailer. Yeah? I bet you get a teaser trailer in that direct, yeah? That there's like something happening and Sam is running around shooting stuff. Yeah, I think you almost have to have a trailer this year. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It, it really depends to me on on how they... Are, are looking at their fall and how they're looking at the rest of the year because what we've seen in them so far with the directs of when the games are announced versus coming out mm-hmm. like I don't know and it is E3 though so E3 is different but they have a lot of focus on with Smash and with a lot of the other big titles and if there is Pokemon if but you always want to you, you always want to give people another goalpost totally Smash yeah. is here 
you think Pokemon's going to happen or you, Pokemon or Animal Crossing, right? I think it'll be Pokemon or Animal Crossing. Yeah. yeah. I think you still want to have them looking forward to something in 2019, which is why I wouldn't be surprised if they showed the teaser trailer for mm-hmm. Metroid Prime and then it ended with the 2019 splash. Yeah, yeah. I think they want to show us a pipeline too. I, I, unless I'm very wrong, they didn't just want to launch Switch with huge games. They want to reinforce that idea that no, we're sticking around because that's been just as much of a criticism about Nintendo as anything is that after that first rush, there's nothing. I, I don't think that that's their plan anymore, and I think they're going to want to be like, no, guys, get ready. I we feel like they're not going to announce Metroid Prime 4, like have a trailer for it with a release date or anything, until they have Metroid Prime Trilogy ready to go. And I think that'll be it. But while, mm. until like I can see them talking about it for 2019, but, like, but that means that this year, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Have the, I'm sorry to be a noob on this and be confused. Did they announce that already, that nope. Trilogy's happening in Switch? Nope. Okay, okay. Nope. Um, but I feel like... You feel it in your balls. I feel it in my balls, and I feel like it has to happen really uh, before four. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, okay. I wondered about that. I, I worried, thought they might worry about brand confusion after that. That would be four. my thing too. I would think that yeah, you don't want to do it now. That the, if you could have done it beforehand, great. But now I think you're getting too close to Prime Four that you don't want to get out there and be like, hey, you know that you just played three of those games. Play another one of them. I feel like I I'm split on it because I I still wonder what this game is going to be. They showed it as Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. yeah, but you think that might really fade away be that yeah. or could it be something else? And if it is that I think that it'd be smart to put the trilogy out because there will be characters and there it, prime would be based off uh, things that are from the trilogy. What you're important. saying, what you're saying makes sense to me. But I think about what they did in the Wii generation with Metroid Prime three and then they go back and release trilogy mm. afterward. Mm. Um, they might just look at this and go, you know, I can just we can sell four and then we can sell one through three with four attached if we want or we can. Yeah. Do, you know, I don't know. That's a solid point. Uh, Vjo's five five says Vjo's Konami apologizes for Metal Gear Survive but oh, announces Metal Gear Snake back with David Hayter, Big Boss, and Liquid Snake multiple character storyline past and future. Every villain or character will be featured from Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid one to four. Think of Batman Arkham Universe. That nah, is bro. that is not going to happen. No, that is not going to happen. Apologize. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, JC Handum says Fire Emblem Switch gets a release date and is not a strategy RPG. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, it's going to get a release date. It will be a strategy RPG. Yeah, I think about what they tried to do with, what was it, hashtag F-E- it wasn't Shin fate. Megami Space oh, Atlas yeah. to the Fire Sharp, Emblem. Sharp Fae or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't even know anymore. And that was Tokyo actually kind, of a, kind of a neat game. Uh, Where but, is that? Huh? Sorry. Where's Tokyo Mirage Sessions on Switch? Come on. A criminally underplayed Wii game that it's, every or Wii U game that I was supposed to love, but they just never put it out on Switch. It's gonna happen eventually. They fucking better. I, I, I'm sorry, Jay. I didn't totally mean think. you didn't interrupt at all. I, I think that uh I think that it's more likely we'd get a Fire Emblem spinoff with that kind of identifier. Yeah. Um, I could see that, yeah, or just Mirage Sessions. I mean we're we're definitely I'm gonna be absolutely shocked if we don't if Fire Emblem Switch isn't prominently discussed at the E3 showcase. Mm-hmm. Like that game was announced for 2018. Yeah. We don't have any anything. Just right now it's just Fire Emblem Switch. So I feel like that's going to be their December game. Hmm. Do you think December that late? I do. The rest mm-hmm. of, I think that the rest of their year is going to get filled up too quickly. They could push it to 2019. No, oh, I don't think they will. They might though. Uh, Fire, they might. They might. Fire Emblem fans would wait. They'd be all right with that. But that would be the first time Nintendo delays one of their first party games on Switch. What's going to happen? I mean, they're going to delay again. I don't want it to happen. Uh, the Space Between says, I honestly truly believe that Half-Life 3 is not dead and will release in the next five years. 
Maybe, but not at E3 this year. In my heart, I believe we'll get a Half-Life 3 someday. I still think that's going to happen. How far? How long? How long do you have to wait? How long do you have to tell your heart that? Until I give up dead, it's over. I think Move it, on, heart! To be honest with you, I think I'd have to wait another decade before I gave up. Wow, okay. Adder has a whole bunch of things here. Some of them super crazy. Some of them a little bit less uh, crazy. Okay. Adder like the like the vicious like poisonous snake, or Adder like the the person who Kevin calculates says, yeah. quickly. It looks like the calculator guy. Okay. Yeah. Nintendo announces at E three exclusively for three DS, Advance Wars, two D Zelda, Wario Land, F Zero, and others. Now here's the thing. He's being an asshole. Yeah, he is. Because if Advance Wars does that, I'll fucking crime through the screen and kill. But I, I do think that there is a chance for a a Zelda on on. Being announced for 3DS. You've been saying that for a while, right? Uh, yeah. What Link's uh, Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening remake, which totally pulling out of my ass. I just I think it's one of the things I've told myself so long that I'm like, it has to be happening. Sure, just bring Link's Awakening back. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I wonder if they wouldn't, even if they developed it for 3DS at this point. I wonder if if they do do it, that it'll be on Switch nine months later. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason that that game is not particularly long. Uh, and I don't think it would be a tremendous investment to reskin it compared to some of the other stuff that you'd have to convert from 3DS to Switch. It's not trivial to do that, but it'd be less of an investment than some other games, I imagine. I've been thinking a lot about it. We talked about it on Games Daily, but a reason that I had against it was that Grezzo is working on Luigi's Mansion. Mm. Like That's now confirmed, and that's the team that I thought would be doing it because they did Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on 3DS. But now I'm thinking... The team that made Samus Returns, they're probably more likely to be the ones working on it if That'd it be exists because yeah. they already took a Game Boy game and turned it into a 3DS game. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's making me think hey, this is happening, guys. Okay. <laughs> That's when you got the string theory on the wall, everything connecting I, everywhere. I think that unlikely but welcome. Mm-hmm. Most of these are welcome. (laughs) You're not angry at any of these video games people are trying to bring. Uh, Yoshi, Pokemon, and Fire Emblem Switch confirmed to have a 3DS version as well. One of those three, maybe. Not all three. Yeah. I. Which one do you think is most likely? Yoshi, Pokemon, or Fire Emblem? I. This doesn't make any sense, but some kind of Pokemon. I really hope that's not the case. I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> I, I don't really think hope, they no. do it. I think they want to push their, the Switch. Move forward. Let's yeah. move on. Let's, let's make Pokemon a fucking console experience. Let's not hold it back. Yeah, some sort of some sort of Pokemon-ish thing. And now I'm just being crazy here now. A Fire I, I, Emblem I, I, Switch, though? Or a Fire Emblem 3DS version of the Switch? I think that yeah. that is not that crazy. I think that's the most likely. Because especially with Fire Emblem in the last couple games having the, I guess they only did it once, but the dual versions mm-hmm. um, that are different games, I can see them kind of having a Switch version and then a smaller 3DS title. Just to make you angry, yeah. Here what we go. actually going to do mm-hmm. is release one of the two Pokemon on 3DS and the other on Switch. And you need them both. Just to get everything. Just because now, they hate Now here's you. my thing. That actually doesn't make me angry if it was a different game. Like if it was like a a d- totally different. Oh no, I'm talking like a red blue thing. Just yeah, just to okay, be angry. okay. Then they're not going to do that. You know what? Uh, they're Fuck not me. going to do that. I'm just just trying to make you mad. <sighs> it's working. Look at them get on. I don't that. think yeah. they're going to release Pokemon on 3ds. I, I would like to revoke my previous statement. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. No, 
Nintendo to have marketing deals on the next crash. I don't think so. So they're saying that a new crash is getting announced at yeah. E3 and Nintendo's going to be like, and Nintendo's going to be the one. We're kind of pushing it. Like it's like how they, how Sony pushed the last one. Yeah. If he's in smash. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got chills right there. If he's in smash. Mm. Yeah. You'd fucking die. Right. If he's in smash, right? If, if crash is in crash and smash and Pokemon red and blue too, some form of that. Those are at this point, my, there's a 5% chance of it happening. Hype moments. For an, I would lose my shit. If they were going to do it, E3 would be the time because that's when the American audience is watching. Crash really mostly matters to us. And it's the only chance they get for the intro to be him standing on some clifftop whipping out I mean, the whipping out the loudspeaker. Because that doesn't matter to most other markets. That's a very American <laughs> moment. Very American idiom. Also, <laughs> that's not the good. studio has just gone dark. Oh, the computer turned off. That's interesting. Well, the good thing is we're still rolling. Well, great. We're still rolling. Still That's exciting. Rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? <sighs> so uh, I don't remember when this was, but this legitimately happened. Maybe two weeks ago, I had a dream. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the dream. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> it was Nintendo Direct at E3. And Reggie's talking. Bill Trennan's there. They're having a good old time, Right. Uh, Sakurai does some weird Sakurai thing, like a video package. They start talking about Smash. We start seeing some characters. We see the Ice Climbers. They're back. They're having a good old time. Everyone's happy. And then what happens? There's some commotion. There's some commotion, Greg. There's some fucking commotion. There's a commotion in this video. And Reggie goes and looks out the window. And what does he see? Oh, my God. He sees Crash Bandicoot with the megaphone screaming, right? Yeah. Screaming. But then it gets better. Master Chief comes in. No. Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Pikachu, and Mario from the original Smash Brothers commercial. Imagine me and come, you. And they all I start do. fucking fighting. That'd be awesome. Crash and Smash. I, I would like that a lot. I would. Like, I don't think I could handle that. I want right. Crash and Smash. I, I really think he, he actually makes a lot of sense. Makes a ton of sense. It's a, it's a rumor that hasn't gotten aired on any of the other shows because it doesn't belong on any of the shows because it's such just a weird rumor. But as you've seen, this rock steady Superman business has continued to cycle. And it starts yeah. on 4chan, and I see it, and I don't put it in games daily. I give an offhand mention. But then every other, everybody starts putting up articles and videos and whatnots about it, right? You know what I mean? And I still don't believe it. But like, I have thought, I've given myself the chance to think about that happening because I still think it's Xbox that they come out and the rock steady logo goes, and then we roll into it, and I will be reduced to tears. I will, yeah. I will not be able to function if that's a real thing that a happens. Yeah. Rocksteady Rock Superman City game? Superman you kidding me? Game. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you. What, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll die. What if yeah. they went with the OG theme song? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, they have to. It's just Rocksteady. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still, I, I was rewatching the, the, the Smallville where, where Tom Welling yeah. is talking with Christopher Reeve. And oh, yeah. One Rosetta. Like, doo, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, just still, to this day. He, he's like, that, he's, when he translated, when he translates on, he's yeah. a lot, you know, this is our last son. It's our only son. Kella, last yeah. son of Krypton. And you just keep him safe. Tiny, tiny bit yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. in so the back of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ah! yeah, it's amazing. Superman's best. This uh, hat does not fit my head. It's okay. Negro Ninja says KOTOR remaster. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I would love that, and I think that'd be great, and I wish they would do that, and yet that, 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 that 
they're coming out and it is Anthem. Bioware is Anthem. Don't remember anything else they've done outside of the things you love to get you excited that Bioware is Anthem and Anthem is Bioware and it's that coming in March 2019. Casey Hudson goes like this, shit sh- shoots out of his hands. Uh, Milo says Final Fantasy 14 getting announced for Switch and Xbox One with crossplay. I totally can see this happening. Really? For Switch? With the Switch Online stuff going? And with uh, Microsoft wanting to do more cross-platform cross and stuff. all that. I, and with the success of Final Fantasy XIV and the continued um, support of it. Can the Switch, and I don't mean to be insulting, I run Final Fantasy XIV? Okay. Final Fantasy XIV also on PS3 and 360? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Then we should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kev's having a grand old time over there. Um, Bloody says PS5 tease, but it's pretty much nothing. No. Yeah, I don't no. think so either. I think they, they're not ready to talk about PlayStation 5, and I don't think they want to stop the momentum of PlayStation 4 by confusing you, right? Like, it was, if you remember, when Xbox, like, Scorpio is our next thing, and we're talking about it next year, that was a, a weird, it was a weird thing and cool thing because it never happened. It doesn't really happen that way. And it was, I think, because, hey, we're behind PlayStation. We need to catch up. We need to figure out a way to do it. Right now, PlayStation doesn't want to get in the way of their locomotive thundering down the tracks yeah. and like confuse it and get this messaging. Because then guess what? All the next year is going to be is asking about PlayStation 5 questions. Mm-hmm. Whether they want you talking about Spider-Man and Days Gone and Last of Us Part 2 and Death Stranding. And they, they don't want to get in the way of that. Yeah. Uh, going back to Adder, because I, I forgot a couple of these. I missed of these. Sony pulls the trigger and makes Final Fantasy VII Remake full exclusive. Uh, if the leaked Walmart stuff has anything to say about that, nope. There was an Xbox thing there. Um, Roll my eyes so hard and, to leak uh, Walmart I also stuff. do not see them doing this. I think it's too far out. And PlayStation, uh, if the game was coming in the next year, I can see them maybe being like, fuck it. Insult injury. Let's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's a really hard one because I mean most of Xbox's audience is centered in the United States, and Square is very aware of the game's historical popularity in this territory. Mm-hmm. So they would not take Perfect that decision. For it. I love when this happens. Yeah, they they would not take that decision lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's just cutting out millions of potential customers. There would have to be a big old money hat. A big old money hat. Yeah, make that happen. I think we're saying the other way. PlayStation getting exclusive rights. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, they're, okay. they're not going to give it to PlayStation exclusively unless they're well compensated by PlayStation for not putting it on a potential millions and millions of sales in a United States-centric got it, got platform it. Okay. when the United States is one of the places where this game is truly just craved and frothed for. And then his final one that I think is really interesting. Microsoft announces Hitman Season 2 exclusive to Xbox. Mm. That is a really interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Because of where that franchise is and all the stuff that just went down. Yeah. That's where the money comes in. Yeah, because IO owns it, obviously, now. WB is publishing it again, right? Season 1 on disc now. So, yeah, I could totally see that happening because I think that is, again, what Xbox is trying to talk about and what they need, right? Of, hey, we have cool exclusives and, hey, this is a game that did really well and has a hardcore audience. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. want you to come. We want you to associate that with Xbox. We want you to come here. Kidman's fun. Raging yeah. Bagel says. <laughs> Good name. Crimson Skies 2 announced with a big multiplayer demo. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would not be shocked. To see I wouldn't that. be shocked either. I, yeah. I give that a nice 50 50 mm-hmm. where if it were to happen to be like, oh shit, cool. They're doing it. And if it didn't be like, all right, no, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen eventually. I think right. that they, they tested the waters with the backwards compatibility of the original one. I don't know. 
what data they got from that, but live kittens singing the Hallelujah chorus would emerge from my genitals uh, if Crimson Skies Two was announced. Wow, that is graphic. <laughs> uh, and now Super Hulk brings something up here that I this would be another fucking freak out moment for me. Okay, that I just can't believe it would happen, but the stars could align. Okay, Tony Hawk's. Oh Jesus God! No, this is real. Skate Four. What if? They combined, like wow. they finally bring back Skate, but with the Tony Hawk name. Wow. Tony Hawk no longer with Activision. Wow. That would be fucking insane. Tony Hawk's Skate. Yeah. That's fucking go, boys. Yeah, that is a really good one. Yeah. EA could use that goodwill too. Mm-hmm. They got the pockets to get Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's got a chip on his shoulder. They're aware everybody wants another Skate. Fuck, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. We'll see. E3 right around the corner. Uh, All right. Crash 14 is the username. He has about 10. Let's go. Let's go a bit lightning around. Okay. Okay. Exciting. A game based in the Harry Potter prequel universe. Don't remember how the movies are called. It's like the the Wizarding World. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic Beasts and all that. This year? No. Red Dead Redemption 2 will be featured in Sony's press conference with gameplay. Uh, I'd guess yes. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I say no too. The year of the hack and slash. DMC5 and Metal Gear Rising 2 announced. Plus Metal Gear Rising Remaster. Um, Devil May Cry. Yes. 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 Guaranteed. Metal Gear Rising. I don't know. That seems too crazy. Yeah, I think no. I think especially coming off Survive right now that they would be spinning that up right now or have that working somewhere else. Well, not obviously not the same, you know, area, but you know what I'm saying. F Zero teaser. Oh man, that'd be great. Um, that'd be no. a surprise. What if Retro were working on an F Zero game? I mean, that'd be crazy. I I don't think. I think F Zero will return. I do not think it'll be until later in the Switch's life. F-Zero. They they still got hits to get out before they start getting experimental. I don't even know if it's experimental. It's been a long time since we've had an F Zero game. By experimental, I really mean like they can put something out that might not sell a million copies. Oh, they're, they're, they sold a million copies of Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. They're, they're going to sell a lot. The moment that... I don't know. That guitar theme alone will sell a million copies. I hope. I wish that we lived in that world. Um, we are so used to Nintendo having to dig out of the Wii U hole that I think we've kind of forgotten that, that they can get away with a lot just by grabbing something that we forgot we wanted I and forgot. giving us a good presentation on it. Uh, the next fighting game from NetherRealm mm. is a Mortal Kombat versus game. Ooh. Most likely, Mortal Kombat versus Lord of the Rings. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> get fucked? You yeah, no way. I would play that so much. I think no. you're more likely just no. to get Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. The Tolkien Estate is not going to allow that. That's not going to happen. Um, but I would play that game. Oh, sure. They're not going to allow see you Galm's that. fatalities. Yeah, you're not going to see Frodo's spine ripped out. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I wish, though. Um, the Avengers game will be DOA. I don't think so. Wait, so what does he mean? It's going to it's going to suck when it's I, released. It's, it's going to be shitty when it's shown. I think it just means it's not going to be shown. That's not what DOA that's means. What I think that's what he's trying to say, though. Okay. I think it's going to be there. I think there'll be something for it. Something I want, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, a new Dino Crisis. Let's fucking go. I oh. wish. I fucking wish, but I don't. I just. Dino Crisis is one of those titles that I feel like even if you had never heard of Dino Crisis like if the franchise just didn't resonate at all if it was just this lost thing and then somebody's like this is a game called Dino Crisis you're like all right okay I'm interested sure yeah tell me more final one Bethesda announces a Marvel franchise game whoa wow I would love that I don't see it happening but I would love that that would be awesome yeah what franchise would you want to see Oh, figure it's an open world RPG. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, if it's an open world RPG, I want them to drop a bunch of the Marvel characters in the Savage Land. Oh, um, okay. I want them yeah, all yeah. there. Like a, maybe a, a Kree Skull scroll setting where they all get teleported down to the Savage Land. Huh. So we've got, uh, maybe I've got dinosaurs in the brain. Yeah, but yeah, I love yeah. the idea that we have like X-Men and Avengers wandering around surrounded by dinosaurs like in a post or pre apocalypse That'd be amazing. Um, that's, what about you? I don't know, because I'm hung up on thinking of a Fallout, or I'm hung up, you know, thinking of a, a Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It was the combat, with all due respect, is never like the best part of those games. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, well, what, what super, what Marvel hero does that actually work for? Then you know what I mean? Of like walking, well, like, Fallout Four, Hawkeye. You could do a Hawkeye game. <laughs> I mean, but, but Fallout Four did. I mean, they they were like, we're going to change this, and they did completely change yeah. the way that game controlled. So if they wanted to step into a third person brawly combat based game they could yeah, probably do it yeah damn that's uh, a tough one because i love bethesda's uh uh storytelling style so much yeah but who do i think their gameplay would fit with i uh, feel like a best of world like i i like the idea of it being uh you know bethesda's marvel game being the way we think about it as yeah. opposed to being an x-men game oh sure i mean and and that, i mean honestly what i'm driven to think about is and i'm just because i'm not creative is that you are you are a person in the world. You are a new hero. You are whatever you create, you know, what you, what your abilities are going to be. And then you go and interact with the X-Men and fantastic yeah. four and Spider-Man and the Avengers. They're giving you quests. They're, you know, testing you out, which is, fun. is also like the most basic, you know, of, of a game. Play. Well, I picked the Savage Land because I want to play. You know, they can't deal with having NPCs everywhere. It's just too much in a mm-hmm. Bethesda game. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a technical perspective, sure. they don't have the ability, but you don't have enough money to, hide, to create that. Yeah. Many, yeah. yeah to, to create that kind of, Modern day, this is interesting. Um, so, so remember, the computer crashed. Kevin turned it back on, and now it's just still gremlins all over there. Yeah, the lights just. You hanging off. in there, Kev? Yeah, we got it up and running again. Oh, I right. saw that. Yeah. But the Savage Land gives you a Marvel setting yeah. with monsters everywhere yeah. that nobody really knows how to navigate. That it totally makes sense to have any and all heroes and villains appear in. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. why I went with that because it's kind of a fun. Hey, look, it's Antarctica dinosaur Marvel Land. Right, that's a part of this universe. Right. But then it's the Savage Lands. What's wrong with the Savage Land? It kind of, yeah, it kind of sucks. You wouldn't play, you wouldn't play Bethesda's, the you know, Marvel's the Savage Land. Like that's the name of the game. No, I, mean, you, I wouldn't be super stoked for it. No. Most people never heard of this. I know Land, that's I why it's a probably also not a great bet that that's what they want to do with game. Well, I think you just use that mechanic. You don't make the game about the Savage sure. Land. That's just where Set you it stick down. it. It's about the heroes. Yeah, but you stick yeah, it there yeah. so you don't have to deal with making, you know vast cities Man, Bethesda making a NPCs. superhero game it'd be great it would be but you know what I just want somebody to bring back X-Men Legends oh my gosh remember that shit yeah I do fucking god oh. that was good let alone just uh, uh, Ultimate Alliance I want Tactics Ogre let us cling together yeah. with all the Marvel heroes and villains I would I would totally take that too I yeah, would totally take but that I, too but I like Ultimate Alliance uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 still yeah. just yeah Civil War didn't come together did it mm. we did not enjoy In Civil War in more ways than one yeah, 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 yeah. 
Savor sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kinda Funny Games Cast. Thank you very much for joining us. Until next week, I love you.